welcome to episode 130 of Mini PC Show, Small Computers, Big Talk, or Big Talk, Small Computers, however we do it. And Tim L. is the sponsor of our show today. Door, it's been since February. How the heck are you, buddy? I mean, time is crazy when you get old. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I'm still in a mass amount of pain. Work is driving me frigging nuts. Um, just trying to be a good family man, first and foremost. So podcasting comes secondary. So, you know, busy. How, how about you, man? Um, good. You know, new job, uh, some cool stuff going on. I'm slaying some dragons around the house here, you know, catching up on the honeydews and the weather, you know, Florida's weather's never bad. And it's actually was like beautiful today. Very cool. Well, I'm going to be down there next week. And I right now thought to myself, I'm not sure the last time I told you that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you're, you're taking the family to Orlando. Yeah, the wife kind of insisted uh, this might be the last time we go to Orlando. After that, she might be thinking about doing more world, in air quote, traveling and not just oh, cool. going to go see the mouse. Are you going to have any free time? Uh, you're two hours away. I don't know. I know Ross Winter, the techie geek, is going to be there the very same week as me. And I know Tracy's right around the corner, too. I've um, never seen Tracy in Florida. Well, I mean, he spends so half if, the time on the road, so, you know. if. If we all could get together, have a beer, and smoke a cigar, or you watch us smoke cigars, then that'd be cool. Oh, I agree. Absolutely agree. Um, those guys aren't the easiest to get a hold of, is what I'll say. Yeah, I, I haven't talked to him much in recent months. Yeah. Um, and I will say, in the mini PC realm of stuff, I'm surprised at the, I'll just put it this way, I'm surprised with the manipulation of the news cycles in the sense of, um, they keep like announcing Raspberry Pi software, like really dumb software things. And the dumb thing example I'll give you is four years ago or five years ago, Joe Heck from the Single Board Computing Show with one episode, the Single Board Computing Show, complained to me about how stupid it is that you load a Raspberry Pi from scratch and it won't let you change the username on first boot. He said yeah. that is an extreme security concern that is so stupid, that is so incompetent. Uh, now with the chip shortage, hardware shortage, it's like they have to find things to do to remain in the news cycle. So they changed, you know, four years too late, they changed so you could uh, set the Raspberry Pi username on first boot. And, and, and then people are screaming about it as, as if it's new, as if it's something that like, you know, um, DiPi hasn't done forever. Right, right. Yeah. You're talking about changing password or username? Uh, username and password, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. DiPi, the, the first thing you do is, is you change the password. That That is, I like that. I like that feature. Um, I just think it's a smart thing to do. It, yeah. And, and, and I mean, even if the person does easy passwords and easy usernames, it doesn't matter. It's different than default. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be doing the default. Can I start with a story? And unfortunately, it's not going to be on the list, but door if you're keen on bringing up uh who's our favorite place ameridroid that's it roger roger and look for the quartz 64 the pine quartz 64 sbc so the reason i'm bringing this up apparently this is like the beta version and there's a newer version that's going to be coming out but being uh, a vmware geek and I have a VMware cluster of Raspberry Pis. Uh, this is the second single board computer, ARM single board computer, that ESXi runs on. Now you have to use a uh, dongle USB because it doesn't support the drivers. So the, the board comes packed with, with a whole bunch of features. Uh, you, you have SATA, you have Ethernet, etc. But they're not currently supported. 
I did reach out to one of the guys that's working on the project. He said it, it should come out in the future. So kind of exciting. I, I was almost thinking about picking up because you can't buy Raspberry Pis. Uh, and I, w I would only want an 8-gig Raspberry Pi. Uh, but you could pick these up, and the prices are not awful. Yeah, the price is definitely reasonable as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'll say this is a... Um... This is in like developer mode is the way I put it. Um, any like end user expecting to buy this board, drop an OS in it, and have as much fun as you can have with a Raspberry Pi, um, it's point. just it's just not going to be like that. This is definitely intended for people to test new things on it and experiment to see what you can get running on it. And um, I will say the price to me is spot on where it should be, which is rare. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I think they're yeah, just a little bit too expensive or surprisingly cheap. This, I think, hit the sweet spot. Um, The other thing I do like about it is it has an embedded coprocessor of a RISC-V processor. Um, <laughs> so not only can you do ARM-related stuff on this, but you can also start to do some RISC development stuff on it as well. And I and because here's my logic. Having complicated, in air quote, systems like that on your chips makes it a little bit more secure because it makes it a little bit more difficult if you decide to take important processes and push them down to the RISC-V processor instead of just running them all on the main one. Oh, uh, what was the... I had a question shoot through my head on this. Um, I, I don't have the specs page up. I just had an article on it, and I didn't do much better on this shot. But, and sorry, my computer's just crazy slow. I should have rebooted before the show. And I can't remember what I was. I had a question on. I, they, they say they're supposed to come out with a new version of this. So like you said, that it's more of a beta. And I think you have to uh, do something with a JTAG to get it running. So it's not like a Raspberry Pi where you just drop an image on a card and drop the card in the device. Yeah, and like the big plus to this versus the Raspberry Pi is if you need... 100 Raspberry Pis for a big project, you're going to end up paying like $150 per Pi if you really do, in air quote, need them because the uh, scalpers are going crazy jacking up the prices. Um, if you need 100 of these, it's much more possible you'll be able to get them. It just might take me, you know, a month or two. Um, and just a super quick Raspberry Pi thing. Do not forget, do not accept scalper prices for Raspberry Pis. Well, our Pi locator uh, is where you go to find out where reputable people are selling pies at the uh, normal price. The downside is you will not see any eight gig pies ever. Uh, probably right. not any four gigs either. So the price on this, I brought up on my phone because my computer sucks. Um, the Quartz 64 Model A single board computer with eight gigs of RAM is eighty nine ninety five. And with four gigs of RAM, it is sixty nine ninety five. So pretty reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do wish it came like with a piece of aluminum already strapped to it, kind of thing. Um, I I think I know there's a heat sink, and I'm pretty sure it does come with it, or or at least I, I think I saw a video. And, and I'm sorry, I'm reaching back. I'll say the very bottom of the specification list on Ameridroid says package contains Quart 64 oh. Model A board, so it sounds like it doesn't even come with a power adapter. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these things are that way. And, and I'm getting ready to, I, I keep threatening this, but doing the DC data center. Uh, I'm sick of, I have UPSs and, you know, converting AC to DC and then DC to AC again to go through a wall wart to convert it to DC to run a Pi device is about as dumb as it gets. Uh, it's about as dumb as air cooling a submarine. Are you talking? 
Sorry, um, I'm not really clear either when I'm looking at this, what is going to be the differences between this version and the next version. I think it's literally going to be something to do with the boot process of it. So it's going to be simpler yeah, I to think get the first boot started. Process, and I, I think it's going to be pie-sized. Um, I think it's going to be a smaller format. Yeah, looking on the pine64.org, the quartz model B they're showing off is absolutely pie-sized is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this isn't in the notes either, I don't believe, but the other Pine 64 related thing that I am cautiously optimistic about is what I'm going to say. I'm a, I choose my words very carefully. I mean, cautiously optimistic about is the Pine Buds, where they're literally going to have wireless earbuds that are literally going to be programmable. So quite literally, you'll be able to program what is the single tap and what is the double tap feature on the headphones which i find extremely oh, interesting i know i i have the wise buds i sent them back i did hear like two other people say that they had them and they had to send them right back yeah i in i did get a deal on the samsung buds pro i got refurbs from amazon and i don't know that they're much better i i think the battery life is better but the the first off these things just don't stay in my ear I, whatever it is about my ears and the shape of my ear canal, I, if I talk or chew, they squirt out, which sucks. Um, so yeah, I, I barely use them. Uh, but the, I didn't notice any difference. There's like three modes on most of these things. It's like noise canceling, enhancement, and, you know, some other, some normal mode. And I, I can't even tell the difference between the different modes. Gotcha. Yeah, and and I and, and and here's how I know I'm weird. The last thing I want is noise canceling. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't know why. I mean, I, I when I'm at work, I only wear one earbud, and I want to be able to hear people I, calling my name. I do the same thing. Yeah, but in, here at home, it's like I could at see, home I wear one. Right. I mean, and, and I think at home I could see myself wearing two, but I never do. And I think part of the reason I never do is so I can have one in my ear, and when this one goes dead, I put it in the charger, pull the other one out, so I never have completely dead headphones. Um, now I'm going to get a touch, uh, I'll say geopolitical about mini PCs. Um, and, and we did touch about this a couple weeks ago. Um, well, February, um, we do have global supply chain and air quote issues. And really all it is, is just people being mad at each other. Um, we technically have a, we don't have a chip shortage. We just have too much need and we never ramped up production kind of thing. Um, so step up risk five processors. Um, I think because of some of the tensions that are going on with the country of the world, and we have countries like India just shooting up in, you know, taking people out of poverty, having their uh, gross national product shoot up, and having a bunch of people basically go to other countries, be successful, send money back home kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think mm -hmm. I think India is going to be one of the big countries that are going to basically get uh, risk five processor plants up and running in their country Probably, and yeah. and supplying sense. their government with an air quote very safe reliable computers um we already know russia did it they announced it they already released the first laptop to their countrymen is what i'll say um there's no doubt china is going to try to do the same thing right behind them and i can't believe we haven't heard about america trying to have more secure well, computing I, systems uh, don't don't get me going on that i'm so the the other thing, I was listening to Glenn Beck this morning, and he had somebody on talking about quantum computing. 
and how we're lagging behind. It's like, holy cow, I, I thought we were the leader in everything. I, I'd rather not be the leader in having twice as many aircraft carriers as the next five countries added up together, as opposed to, you know, if, if somebody has a breakthrough in quantum computing, encryption is worthless. That's That could be devastating. Yeah, but, I mean, here's the whole thing. One of the biggest things about quantum computing is it doesn't matter how much hardware you are advanced because the people doing the software programming say it's literally 10 times more difficult to get the software right versus getting the hardware right because this is an entirely new realm of programming mm -hmm. that they've never entered before. So uh, the guy I was listening to said, even if we get quantum computers that are as powerful, in air quote, as x86 computers, but they the can handle quantum bits, it's going to take mm -hmm. years to get the software up to speed. So more than likely, gotcha. even to have um, um, you know, the normal RSA 256 encryption cracked is at least 10 years away. Now, him saying that, of course, it could be five. Right, right. I, I got a question. I, I just want to say hi to people on the YouTube chat. So I, I know BWS Electronics or BWS Electronics. I don't know this guy, SCJ643. Do you know who he is? Yeah, he's uh, Charles from Discord. Oh, okay. Well, hello, Charles. And hey, Red. Uh, Red is BW's. Uh, Red's a hell of a good guy. Uh, we might, here's the thing, uh, Ohio Linux Fest might be going on end of October, if I'm not mistaken. I still haven't seen any dates. Also, there's the Midwest Rip Rap Festival, which Ooh. I think me and Red looked at, might be going on late August. Um, I'm going to definitely hmm. try to go to one of them, I'll, is what I'll say. Uh, but I also promised Jonathan they do. I was going to go to his tornado, in air quote, conference that he had scheduled. Oh, what's tornado? Um, well, long story short, Jonathan had a lot of hardships in his life, and mm -hmm. uh, he struggled to find ways to cope with it. Uh, he believes you can cope with crises in your life through creativity, by being mm -hmm. creative, by, mm -hmm. by, by focusing on doing things like that. So this first conference is going to be all about uh, music. Um, uh, creating music and creating um, movies kind of thing to try to cope with, you know, bad things that happen in your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jonathan's another guy I haven't talked to in dog's years. And I'm, I probably haven't talked to him in years. Oh, yeah, I, I, mean, I miss that guy. The last time I actually sat down and chatted with him off of a podcast was four years ago, four or five years ago. Oof. Well, when you have a, you know, soccer team's worth of kids, you'll have that. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say also, uh, there's a YouTube channel I'm going to throw out there. Um, it, it, it's called This Does Not Compute. Mainly, he focuses on old computers. He's And he's really, honestly, a Mac guy more than anything. He likes, you know, getting, you know, literally 30-year-old Macs and trying to get them up to work again. But this last couple shows, he had uh, ultra-compatible PCs, uh, ultra-compact computers, or oh, UMPCs, okay. ultra-mobile PCs, where they're literally like palm tops. Sony Vios and stuff that are literally like handheld kind of thing. Uh, and uh -huh. I do remember those computers back in the day. And I swore that was like an air quit, the future of computing. Now, right. looking back what at was days, it? Was it a Zorus back in the day? Was that it? Uh, the Zorus was one of them, yes. Um, and, and now to look back with the lens of today's, all they were were big, chunky foam form factors with physical keyboards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like now you cannot, you have to fight to get something small with a, a uh, physical keyboard. Yes, yes. Okay, where's mine? And my my original droid with that was the slide out. Oh, I thought I had it in the straw here. All right, it's not in the straw. 
But yeah, I I was big on the mechanical, the physical keyboard, and uh, that didn't last. Well, I mean, I'll say I was shocked at how quickly um, the um, on-screen keyboards advanced. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. in the very beginning, it was like the Google Voice transcription. It was like incredibly inaccurate. Yes. To where it just didn't work. You had to retype, you know, three out of four words. And very, very quickly, it definitely got better. And I'm pretty sure it got better because it basically watched all of our data and sent back information. So I got a question for you kind of based on that. Almost every device I see now has some sort of, you know, um, uh, AI hardware on it. So a TPU or something embedded in the core. Do you think... Are the new phones doing that also? I'm assuming the uh, Apple phones are doing that. So you, um, you probably could do voice recognition on the phone. Uh, well, the, the Apple phones, if they're doing it, they're not advertising it as any kind of tensor processing unit or Nora processing unit. Mm-hmm. They are they are using their custom ARM chip, which I do think that there is a side processor on it, but I don't know the yeah. specs of it, to be honest. Uh, the only Android phone I know that does it is the Pixel 6. That's the only one oh, I know okay. that has a dedicated... Uh, Tensor GPU. Mm-hmm. But all, all of the SBCs, uh, and, and in fact, the new Macs are, are all having, you know, some sort of hardware accelerated AI. And I do think that is a uh, trend that we're only going to see more and more and more of. Um, and uh, I can see um, it becoming more reliant, but I don't see companies relinquishing the ability to basically take all your data, upload it, to, because it serves <laughs> them a greater purpose to understand, decode, and encode, and you know, do better learning. Yep. Um, there is a link in the notes I just want to mention, Rich, number 97 in the notes, uh, and it's one of those news things that's kind of bad news. Um, kind of like how they keep saying um, uh, fission um, generation is only five years away kind of thing, and they've been <laughs> saying that for 30 years. Um, matter is yet again delayed until the fall of 2022 um long the short of it is matter when you hear matter think like tcp ip or like http think of it as a base protocol language that everything under the planet that's doing iot related things should be able to comprehend it's that open it's that ubiquitous it's that light kind of thing uh but apparently it got another delay now until fall 22 for it to become official on right, uh, uh, lots of devices. I'm not even familiar with this. Um, you know, like how you know when we did when we did, we did the original home automation, we had a choice of two standards. Uh, yeah. well, typically it was like Home Assistant, which is what I'm running in no. OpenHab. No, no, no. Those those are those are just brain center brain shells. I'm talking about actual lines of communication, kind of like oh. um, MQTT, but the other ones where mm-hmm. one of them was like RF. Um, X, maybe X home or something like that. Oh man. Zigbee? Yeah. Zigbee wave was one of them. Yeah. It was those kinds of protocols, communication paths. That's what this is supposed to be. And it's supposed to be easily brought into all of the modern day solutions, whether it's home assistant or even the, or, or, or even the, uh, Apple, um, um, home solution, the Google nest. In, in, you know, my personal philosophy is everything stays on my network. You know, nothing phones home, and I'm doing more and more and more of that, and I'm getting closer to achieving it. But, um, you know, things, gosh, my my daughter has an Alexa, and, you know, you still have these things that phone home, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, um, 
life is compromised. Marriage is compromised. Work is compromised. Everything is compromised. So I understand people who have at least one of those devices in their house. It just makes certain things easier. Like, you know, what movies are playing or, you know, how bad, how is, how, how bad is traffic on the way to work kind of thing. Um, They have to be connected to get that kind of information. So I understand having it, but you need to, people need to pay attention to what's on their network and what's going off their network. Absolutely. Uh, So the question you mentioned earlier about WISE. So do you have any of those original, uh, in air quote, WISE cameras? And you heard about that fiasco, right? Uh, I've got a, I think a V2 WISE. Yeah, I'm 99% sure that one's vulnerable as well. Um, Basically, when WISE started up to cameras from, I want to say, less than 18 months ago, every one of those cameras had backdoors in them that um, anybody could access whether or not you let it go on the public internet or not. Okay. Um, kind of thing, which is really bad, is what I'm going to say. Um, I do think uh, if you didn't have it connected to the public internet directly, you could island hop from an infected computer or NAS server to it, but mm-hmm. you had to be like good at what you're doing, is what I'm going to say. Um, and people were irate. And of course, the company people were stating that's proof that you can't trust uh, companies that say that they're open. Because Wise tries to proclaim that, you know, what, what they do is pretty open and in the clear. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, they lost credibility with it, but they're already so deep in the ecosystem. I don't see them failing as a company anytime soon. Yeah, I I generally like the Wise products, but, but look, I don't have uh, a camera that's on the interior of my house. Uh, the the Wise camera I have is in the garage looking out. Uh, two of my outdoor cameras, you know, see at an angle of the garage door. I just wanted to be able to, you know, have something looking in the garage, see if a car was there or not. And uh, the Wise camera, I pay a buck a month for the AI person detection. So, yeah, I violated my rule about having stuff going off prem. My eight-camera hardwired system, that's all on-prem and the hardware AI and all that. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I would have thought paying a dollar a month would m- make it much easier to hold them accountable and to fix stuff. But supposedly what they said was, no, those cameras are never getting updated. We're moving on. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have a problem with their, their you know, it's, I generally have a good feeling about Wise as far as a company. Um, it, it's kind of a bummer that they're doing that. It, you know, they've even allowed you to open source, not, I don't know if it's open source, but you could have an RTSP stream out of that camera locally. Uh, so I may switch it over to RTSP and have it go through my AI. I'm using the frigate NVR that plugs into Home Assistant. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and this one was from March Rich, number 99. Uh, I just wanted to mention it because we kind of glanced at it, but if people want to read more detail, I definitely encourage them check this out. Uh, ZDNet made it very clear that uh, everybody believes, including Adafruit, that uh, bots are making it very difficult for people to order Raspberry Pi computers. Um, knowing how what happened with the PS5, knowing what happened with the newest Xbox, knowing what happened with the Nintendo Switch. Um, these things only exist because people out there are willing to pay scalper prices. Literally. Mm-hmm. So if people would, let's just say, wise up, sorry for the pun, wise up, do not pay scalper prices, uh, only go to places like RPI Locator when you want to buy a Raspberry Pi. And then if you cannot find one, look at the alternate solutions with similar specs and investigate what you want to do with it and see if it's possible or not. Most of the time you'll find 
it is a touch more difficult, but it's you know still absolutely doable, and it'll be a very comparable price. Um, I keep getting people ping me in public things saying, I can't believe they wanted me to charge me $199 for a Raspberry Pi. Well, don't go there. Go here. And then you right. have to be patient. You know what I mean? Right. Or, you know, pick up something else. Right. Um. Yeah. The the one example I used, I, I said, it's almost like a, a flea market. Just because you walk by a table and the guy says this is 100 bucks doesn't mean you pay 100 bucks for it. A, just keep walking around for a while, okay? Come back later. The patient man always pays less. So don't just jump on a dollar amount because you have to have that device. I hear you. Yep, you're right about that. I, I was I replaced some hose in my pool today, and it was like 130 bucks. I'm like, they got the right ends. I got the wrong ends before. I'm like, it's a mom and pop shop. What the heck? Let, let me give them money. As opposed to, and I think I found the right stuff later on Amazon for about half the price, or more, less than half the price, let's say. Yeah, I'll say, um, Amazon is just same thing again with Amazon. If you don't take your time to look around, you're probably going to pay a shade more than the average price for the average item. But if you take your time to dig through it, you can probably save money. But um, Amazon's gimmick for the last you know five years at least hasn't been that they're the cheapest place in town. It's that they're the most convenient place in town. And then it, once in a while, you can you, find cheap I, stuff. I, you know, I, I have a car I like to drive, and but I'd rather do it to go see people as opposed to run errands. So, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if and also, I mean, there's stupid things that I I want to buy. Oh, yeah, I I do gardening, and I got like a fungus, like my my hands will crack and stuff like that. And I kept meaning to buy the antifungal cream, and I kept forgetting I ordered on ordered a three pack on Amazon. Because right. even though I go to CVS or or whatever, I forget. But when I'm sitting here at my desk, I remember. I'm like, all right, let me look it up, find some on Amazon. Order. Right. Yeah, and it is everywhere where you are. That's the other big convenient thing. Um, the next two, I only, I honestly wanted to mention back to back. It's literally line 100 and then 101 in the notes. Um, Rich, and it's because I'm 99% sure they're from the exact same company. Uh, another company I'll just say I've never heard of before called Mango Pie. Mm -hmm. um, and my wife did ask me, why do they keep naming things after pies? And I said, well, because for one main reason, search engine optimization. There is no such thing as a raspberry pie. There is no such thing as an orange pie. There is no such thing as a, you know, um, mango pie that I know of. So when people search for them, they're not going to find the actual pie. They're going to find these computers. Um, but I digress. Um, this first one was on um, Tech Radar, which if you don't have your ad blocking software on and your ad um, and your um, 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 pie hole up and running, yep. you, you've been notified. Um, but on TechRadar.com, they say a mysterious new Raspberry Pi alternative is the size of an SD card, and this is a Mango Pi board, and it is quite literally a shade smaller than a micro SD card. Um, this is the kind of mini computer where you really could embed this thing in almost anything. Um, now, granted, it would probably be great for like um, signage, digital signage, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or maybe a simple like game thing, like emulating Atari or something like that. Um, but I just like seeing people really cram everything they can into as small of a form factor as possible. Um, they do mention that you will need a carrier board. Um, to get all the IO and everything out of it kind of thing. Um, but still, I'll just say, I like seeing people 
like push the game, push the limits, and see how far they can take it. So uh, SD, this... not micro SD, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at the or an article. Tom's Hardware has an article on it, and it literally is maybe smaller than an SD card. Yeah, the old school SD card. And now, you know, today we can get, you know, two terabyte SD cards, but I didn't think I'd be able to get a computer that size. So what what are the specs here? I'm just kind of kind of scrolling through right now. It says it's apparently good for 1080p at 60 hertz, which I find shocking. Uh, GPU 4 gig of various flavors of DDR3 and 4. Is an SD3? What's an SD30 interface? SD. Oh, okay. So it says which means UHS one transfers on SDHC and SDXC cards without using extra pins. Okay. Eight bit NAND flash. So it says potential ports include gigabit Ethernet, USB, OTG, 100 megabit uh, per second in, uh, Ethernet interface. Yeah, with the um with the uh, carrier board po um potential. Okay, that that's the place. Four cores on one inch board. Yeah, so that was the first one from Mango Pie, and then the second link I put in there is to CNX Software. Mango Pie MQ Pro is a twenty dollar Risk Five alternative to the Raspberry Pi Zero, and it is literally the same form factor as a Raspberry Pi Zero. Um, now the first Raspberry Pi Zero. If you had like single isolated task, worked fantastic. If you tried to do anything like multimedia on the very first one, it was really struggle to do what it needed to do. The brand newest W uh, Raspberry Pi Zero W2 is literally like five times as powerful as that original one. Uh, this will not be as powerful as the new Raspberry Pi Zero W2, uh, but this does have uh, 512 megs of RAM. Uh, the RISC-V processor is up to 1 gigahertz. Um, you can get up to 1 gig of RAM, which I will say would be pretty nice. Uh, micro SD card slot, mini HDMI, a camera, uh, IF 24-pin uh, connector, uh, audio out pads is what it says, networking 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi and Bluetooth 4.0. So it's not the newest Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, but it's definitely newer Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a expansion board where you can get Ethernet, does have USB 1.1x uh, over OTG over type port C, which means extremely slow transfer speeds. Technically, you will work, and it will be probably fine for a keyboard mouse kind of thing, but not a lot else would transfer over it well. Um, and then there's those, and then there's the normal 40-pin uh, connector header. Um, 4K is that 30 frames a second? That's kind of nutty. Yeah, 4K 30 frames a second. 4K, yeah. I'm sure the video would have to be on board or over the carrier board via Ethernet is what I'm going to say. Because that's, cause that's a good amount of uh, throughput you need to get that kind of For sure. performance. Um, but I just like RISC-V being in more, or RISC-V being in more and more and more places. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I skipped over being RISC-V. That, that's interesting. I, hmm, I got so many projects co- cooking right now. I, I'd be yeah. like, oh, wouldn't mind picking up a couple of these. Well, and and I and, and I do think we're at a good place uh, to where we don't have to rush right now. Uh, Risk Five development is going pretty ridiculously fast, but it still has an extremely long way to go. Um, to be honest, I could see me and you dipping in to the Risk Five 
architecture testing and playing around um maybe by the end of the year if not mm-hmm. uh early next year i could see us actually saying now that is intriguing i like the io good ram and so i'm going to play with it kind of thing and i can hear and i hear this runs on it well or that runs on it well uh, that's a time when i can see us at least actually deciding to devote some money to it and see what it can do okay yeah, yeah. It was the uh, the Raspberry Pi removes default user was the news thing mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I understand them wanting to make sure people knew about this, but to be quite honest, it's the kind of thing that they should have, they literally should have done four years ago. Um, I don't think doing it then would have stopped a single person from buying one, working on it, or developing on it. I do think it would yeah. only made it more secure. Um, have you known anybody who got their Raspberry Pi stuff hacked? No, I've never heard of it. I know about three people who literally left the username Pi password Raspberry, put it on their network, and one of them, at least I know, hosted stuff and then NAT port forwarded to no, it. No, no, oh, yeah. no. Yes, 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 yes. Dude, yes, yes. nobody mm-hmm. technicals that dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, they did, is what I'll say. And uh, then they were wondering why when they went to log in, they couldn't log into it anymore. I was like, well, and I, and I talked to them, talked to them, I said, well, because you you're pwned. Completely. Yep. And they're like, uh, 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 yeah, completely pwned. Um, and I don't remember if I shared this one in the chat, Rich. This one is the kind of thing that literally makes me giddy for ARM boards and the power and the real, real legit, real legit possibility of having a ARM based computer that I boot up and I run and somebody else looks at it and can't tell it's not a x86 computer kind of thing. Um, it is on uh, uh, t.firefly.com, and it is the Rock RK3588S PC, an 8-core 8K AI motherboard with up to 32 gig of RAM uh, capable of 8K video encoding and decoding. And it does support NVMS, NVMe SSD expansion. Um, Sweet. This thing really does sound like it really could be something fun to play on there i say okay it's 219 and that could be a good price depending on what comes with it well and you know depending on the performance you know if it really mm-hmm. can kick butt and it does say it has built-in TensorFlow as well on it the npu can do six tops i don't know if that's good or not sounds good um 32 gigs of ram there's a lot Ooh, i could to, do yeah yeah with 32 gigs of ram and i'm sure you're gonna pay for 32 gigs of ram yeah, so it does have uh, USB-C. Doesn't look, look like it's Thunderbolt, but it's USB-C with Display Port available on that. One USB three port, USB two port, power Wi-Fi, M.2 PCIe two, which I do believe is the higher, faster one. Uh, it supports up and, and it supports twenty two forty two form factor NVMe SSD. Uh, the the numbers there are typically length and width. So it's 22 millimeters one way, 42 millimeter oh, okay. the other way. So anything they smaller put an than X that, in there? I don't know. Dude, that's yeah. freaking cr- wow. Yeah. Um, gigabit Ethernet adapter, 3.5 adapter as well. Uh, HDMI, full-size HDMI port, then a DC in kind of thing. Uh, the normal, like, ribbon connectors for cameras and the like. Um, this I could see being really fun to play on. Um, mm-hmm. granted you're going to pay for it, but I do think it 
I don't want to say it's worth it, but I could definitely see it being worth it as long as the software is really good. So that would be a crazy cool ESXi host. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I could definitely sing it sing it too good. You could do VSAN on that, the whole shooting match. That that was my alarm auto arming. Gotcha, gotcha. And that was the text for my alarm auto arming. Yeah, so I will say there was definitely a lots of other things going on um, in mini computing world, uh, but none of them I thought were fantastic, what I'll say. Um, ETA Prime on YouTube did a crap ton of Ryzen-based handheld gaming computers and uh, more than a couple Ryzen-based small form factor, like Intel NUC or smaller computers. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just, I don't want to say those things are just more of the same, but I don't see any of them. Yeah, Actually, nothing jumped out at me. I was like, oh, look at that. Eh. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, it looks, I mean, they look, good. don't get me wrong, they look good, but there's nothing about them that is revolutionary. Kind of thing. Right, um, right. It's, it, it, it's basically the same thing we saw last year with a little bit more spit and polish. And, you know, um, like one or two of the computers I did see, uh, they were like super mini ITX, like small form factor size. I could see them being really good, um, but you're paying, you know, three to $600 for them, which I'm not ready to part with that much money for that because I have, you know, four computers right here. So when I'm crunching one right now, it's going to take 15 minutes doing its crunch. I'll just go to a different computer instead of paying, you know, 600 bucks out of the pocket. So it doesn't take 15 minutes. It only takes three. Oh, and I want to say there was another Firefly board, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there was. Okay. Yeah. Firefly. So, you know, Raspberry Pi not coming out with any hardware whatsoever. And then they come out with the Raspberry Pi B, the Raspberry Pi W, the Raspberry Pi 400, and they say they came out with four new boards. No, no, they're the exact same board, just different form factor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might be fooling journalists because journalists are idiots, but you're not for, you know, fooling most normal people. Um, this one is Firefly's mini ITX form factor. ITX 3588J is the Hulk compared to the Raspberry Pi's Bruce Banner. Um, the amount of stuff they have packed on this board is insane, one would say. The IO, they have everything you could literally think of packed on top of this thing. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, it, and it has the Rockchip 3588. I, I said this, I think, the last show we did or the show before that. I do think the 3588 will be impactful as a chip. We're going to see it in a lot of devices, and more of those devices that we see will be running very smoothly. You know, right. 60 frames a second, few drop frames, yada, yada. Wait a second. I thought it said up to 32 gigs and of RAM. And let me click on the, all right. So the 16 gig with 128 gig storage is 679. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You, you're, you are definitely the papers and they, and they do have uh, three different types of RAM, DDR4, DDR4X and DDR5. So I think the type of RAM matters, but it does say you can go up to uh, 32 gigs of RAM, 64 bit. Now is that drop in RAM modules? I, Cause I see a slot there. I will say I'm 99% sure that dim slot is for RAM, yes. Oh, man. And there's four SATA 3 ports on it. It's an interesting board, but the question is, do you want to throw that kind of money around? Well, again, um, I'll just put it like this. Uh, if you don't want to use Intel or AMD because you have deep-seated security issues, then you're going to have to pay. 
if you want desktop like performance. I, I would really hope. I would really, really, really hope in six months, in like three months, the price might drop by like fifty, and then in six months, it might drop by like eighty, kind of thing. Right. So, we're so like, here's ah, see, this always pisses me off. Um, it's it's a core board with a carrier board, you know, a module with a carrier board. Why don't you just totally ice my fill in the blank and do a four or five carry, you know, slot carrier board and give me a cluster, right? Give me a freaking cluster that's you know ITX sized or or something, uh, in in that range. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you could definitely do a lot more with that. You're so close. I know it's it's like one of those things. It's really hard to get good hardware and not pay through the nose. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the kind of thing I would only buy if I literally we hit like a lottery or something and we got like a bunch of free money. And what OS is run on it? So it's showing Android Ubuntu, Debian, Buildroot. I've definitely heard of Buildroot. RT Linux. This is an Android 12. And I believe Google I.O. just started and 13 is getting ready to drop. So 12 is the normal new is what I'll say. It's cool, but I, I, it's not at a price range I would dabble with it. Yeah, it definitely needs to come down to a more consumer level pricing is what i'll say but interesting what they're doing well i'm just happy dare i say somebody's doing it um you know like the very first um mp3 players that were out i couldn't afford them either but i was happy somebody was doing it and then when they finally came down in price was when i stepped up mm -hmm. um you 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 said your now is it your chromebook that's going super slow no no it's my mac so I, i've got oh. a 2012 uh macbook pro i something stealing cpu cycles i don't know what the hell is going on um i'm ready to nuke and pave it but i did say i was going to get myself and i kind of priced a 3800 uh m1 mac you know so one terabyte drive 16 inch top of the line cpu top of the line ram comes out to like 3800 bucks Gotcha, gotcha. Because I was going to ask, because if, if it was your Chromebook, um, there is a Chromebook OS diagnostic thing that is uh, highlighted there on Android Police. Um, okay. It is a little bit hidden in the OS, but it is there. I never knew it was there, is what I'm saying. So it's basically a built-in feature kind of thing. Um, oh. I did run it on my out-of-support Acer Chromebook Flip. And it's because that is now literally, I want to say, a five-year-old device. Um, so it's hard to say whether or not it actually sped things up. I already removed as much as I possibly could. Um, oh my gosh, it's Brian Thomas. Oh yeah, the man. Thank you for coming out to the uh, chat, Brian. Hope everything's going well with you. Yeah, buddy, I, I miss you. Holy cow! You know, somebody you talked to weekly for you know a long period of time, but just haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. So, was there any other home automation, mini computer kind of things you wanted to uh, bring up there, Rich? No, no, I'll I'll do a, a quick talk about what I've been up to. I have three 3D printers running right now, uh, two Ender 3s, uh, all with Octoprint. I've got to set the rest. I, I have the hardware. i got to set it up so that they all have a camera on it. I do have Spaghetti Detective running, the AI running on my network, so it does go off-prem. I have Tasmodo, and there's a plug-in and push bullet so push bullet is off prem but so i can 
turn the 3D printer on with Tasmodo, and there's a plug-in, so I don't leave the Raspberry Pi U. I'm sorry, Raspberry Pi OctoPi UI. I can um, upload something to print from the UI just by dragging and dropping, which is kind of interesting. And the OctoPrint will do uh, power off on thermal runaway through the Tasmodo, so there's kind of enhanced features on that, which is very cool. And the other thing I'm going to be doing, just so I have it uniform through all my printers, is I'm going to put a filament runout sensor that plugs into the Pi running the Octoprint. So it's just standard throughout my infrastructure. I could do it on board on the Enders, but it wouldn't be on board on the ANET. So I'd like, eh, let me just do it on the Octoprint and have it standardized that way. So gotcha. that's... And along with that, I'm going to be moving my printers into the, the garage and putting filament dryer boxes. And so I'm waiting for some parts to come in from that. But I 3D printed the little cradles for the filament. Uh, the Yeah, you can't read that, but it's a hygrometer with a temperature sensor. And I printed the bulkhead fittings here for it to go through the container, the airtight container. And I got desiccant and all that kind of stuff. Very cool, very cool. Um, the uh, maker questions I'll ask you is number one: What is the number one must-have Octopi plugin that you install every time? Hmm. Wow. Wow. Now you now you're getting me. Hold on. Let, let me pull up Octoprint on my phone because it's gonna be too slow on my stupid. Computer. Okay. Well, then the the second question I was to ask you: Did you pay for um Octoprint or no? What is it called? I didn't pay for anything. Uh, I'm sorry, Printoid. Printoid app on Google Play, I will right, right. now say I think it's absolutely well worth the money. That app, Printoid? I don't even know what it is. Printoid is the best Octoprint interface I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah, oh. on Android devices. Um, And it is, and if you don't pay, it's fine. But yeah, I want to say there's a one-time, like, $4 fee, and it does mm -hmm. go on sale every now and then. Uh, You can literally, in that interface, easily say, I want to load multiple printers uh, and it load up, show me what printers are going. And then you can also say when things get triggered, uh, push the notification to my phone. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, I'm looking at my plugins. So uh, let's see. I got Tasmodo, Push Bullet. What else? But I, I think Push Bullet is the big one that I would say, hey, that's because it, it's. You could be sitting in your office. I don't like my printers in my office or around me for, like, three reasons. I don't like the smell, I don't like the sound, and I don't want to be distracted by them. So I like to have them remote. Um, yeah, and I, I, so I'm going to be doing a filament plug-in also, I guess. So push bullet, because then it sends you notification when the print's done. So I, I could gotcha. be in my office, know the print's done, or in the kitchen eating, and know the print's done, that kind of thing. Yeah, mine used to be the full screen video plugin, but then I'm on my phone more, so I like the time lapse plugin, the advanced time lapse plugin. Mm -hmm. I think it works very well. Um, yeah, I Red do the time the, lapse. Right, um, Red in the chat is asking, "What is Spaghetti Detective?" Okay, so if you're printing something, let's say it's a vertical, and for some reason it gets knocked over, and it was planning on printing here, but now it's printing in the air, and it prints something they call spaghetti, looks more like steel wool or something like that. Or exactly. Uh, so spaghetti detective isn't would spaghetti detective would be much cooler 
if it knew the shape of the object Whoop, I was printing. And it's like, wait a second, that doesn't look right. That would be much cooler. But basically it's like, hey, you know, I, I woke up one morning, I was printing something we probably don't want to talk about here, and I, I was printing two parts that were like standing up like this. One, for whatever reason, knocked over, and I had a whole bowl of spaghetti. The other one, the bed developed a wobble. I had to tighten up the bed screws, and it got knocked over, and I had a bed of spaghetti. So I wake up one morning, it was going to be, you know, two, I don't know, 12-hour prints, and I got just a bed of spaghetti. Yeah, I like the picture. It's almost like a funnel cake where it's just yes, stringy. Funnel cake is a good way. Stringy everywhere, and the printer doesn't know any better, so the printer just keeps printing. So it's a complete yes. waste of filament. Yeah, and it, you can have spaghetti detective like notify you with push bullet. You can have it automatically stop um, with the newer printers and newer firmware and all of that bit. You can do a resume, so the stop doesn't mean it's over. So that that's kind of cool. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I will say I keep wanting to go in and do a print here and there, and it's just like a question of time. I, w I would love to have just more time. Speaking of time, I'm really hoping that my governor wants to run for president, because if he wants to run for president, I think he's going to offer government employees early retirements or early outs. But I only have four years left, and I believe <laughs> if they offer an early out, I might be eligible. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but And I will say, I'm like literally going back and forth on what to do. Um, part of me says I should go to college for two years, earn at least a degree on something, and then be a consultant. You know, the kind of guy who walks into a building and points at people and says, you're doing that wrong, you're doing that wrong, you're doing that wrong, you do this, you do this, you do this. Give me my I mean, money and walk out. You don't need a degree for that. And I, I can, I, I'm with a good company right now, so uh, I could hook you up with them. Well, I mean, the degree would be literally just for personal thing, just mm -hmm. to go and learn stuff. Um, and why, I do... why would you want to hang out with people that are not as smart as you? Oh, I'm not hanging out with them. I'm doing everything on uh, uh, G G U G W U G U W. It is an online university where you literally only pay two thousand dollars a semester, and you take as many classes as you want. Wow. Yeah, G W U. Ah, damn it, it's one of them. I can't remember because that's what my sister-in-law did, and she paid six thousand dollars total, and she got her bachelor's degree in teaching. Hmm. Nah, considering I have an associate's, wouldn't be bad. Uh, you know, if that's the situation. Yeah, and it's like we're looking now. My oldest is seventeen, and then we're looking at school prices, and it's like, I don't care where you want to go. We'll find out a way to pay for it. And then I turned to her, I'm like, that's a lot of money. All right, so. We're not paying for my daughter's school. My father-in-law did Florida prepay, which brilliant of him. Thank you. What a good man. But still, her dorm and sorority and all this crap is costing a lot of money. So she, she completed her first two years, and she basically, I don't think she's had any in-person classes. She could have done it from home, and we wouldn't have had all of those additional costs I, and I, I don't mean to cut on her, so she, she's a great kid, so here's the but. She's like, I want the college experience. I want the sorority experience. And it's like, and now she's like, I just want to be home. <laughs> well, you know, the grass is always greener. Um, and yeah. yeah that's, like, I, I would love my kid to just be out in the world more, become a little bit more. Because I, and one of the things I tried to explain to him, um, now that I'm old, I understand social engineering is a real thing. And it's not a negative thing. 
-hmm. It's just knowing that when you go into any situation, you can do things in a certain way, behave in a certain way, do certain things to get people on your side. Yes. Um, and I would love for my kid to go to college just to learn how to be better at social communicating and just be better because I will say this, I'm 99% sure, um, like the, to get good at interviews, just go in a lot of interviews. The more yes. interviews yes. you go on, the more comfortable you'll be at interviews. So I'm like trying to get him to go out more, do more things. And I think college would be a perfect way for him to at least have to deal with people. Now, both my kids in school are like, I cannot believe how ignorant, how rude, how mean all kids are. I'm like, dude, that's how it's always been. Kids are the worst. Kids are the people who are like, the example I use is my youngest. We went over to my sister-in-law's house and her boyfriend said, hey, Danny, I'm going to cook some burgers. Would you like a burger? And Danny says, no, not really. Last time they were like bricks. Wow. Adults won't say that. Whoa, you know, no, no, kids will. State. Right, exactly. Adults will be like, oh, no, I'm full. Thank you. Where kids are like, I, I, I got no problem. Yeah. Um, I will say I am going to keep my eyes open a lot, especially for the pine stuff. Um, I still think they have the best opportunity to make the most headway in the next two years just because of Raspberry Pi not being able to come up with boards. Raspberry Pi not being able to keep up with 8 gig boards raspberry mm -hmm. pi not able to put a freaking power button on their devices raspberry pi not selling basically pre-built devices except for the um the uh pi 400 which i will say that is the only pi i think i would buy right now if i were to buy a pi because the heat sink on it literally makes it to where you can do anything you want and that thing will never thermal throttle which no other pi can say that out of the box you got to spend you know 20 30 bucks on a cooler to get it to not thermal throttle. So I still think if I'm going to get a Pi 400 today, that's the one that is still in stock in a lot of places and you're not going to get gouged. So quite literally, if you need to do a project and you want to do a Raspberry Pi, just get the Pi 400, leave it the keyboard as it is and just use it like a normal Raspberry Pi. So one last thing, uh, I prepaid for coupons for the RATSA, R-E-D-X-A. Oh, yes, yes, yes. R5. So I don't know if there's any new news on that. The Rock 5, that's it, Rock 5. Yeah, I haven't seen any new news on it. But yeah. cross the fingers, and uh, I, I think I plumped down for five uh, coupons. Yeah, there was 10 bucks a piece, so you can't go wrong on that. Yeah. Uh, but you got like a $50 discount if you plump down $10. So yeah, I think probably... Brett, yeah, I think Brett literally got like 10 of them. Yeah. And yeah, I want to say the last time I talked to Brett, he said he thought they said that news would be coming out in June mm -hmm. about it. So, and, and I do think it's the kind of thing, once they come out, they're just going to scattershot them everywhere. And then people are all of a sudden going to be talking about it, like as one of the best bang for the buck things they've gotten. Yep. Uh, your community, we're so proud. One of the first vendors to announce. There's a Rock 5B. And they're saying 16 gigs for 139, 4 gigs for 79. Yeah, dare and I say, that sounds like normal kind of prices to me. Expected shipping Q2 2022. So I don't know if I'm in on the Model A or the Model B. Oh. My wife didn't deactivate the alarm. <laughs> She's taking the dog out for a walk. Anyhow, you want to call it a night? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, the only thing I want to add is I can't remember if we said the, this episode is brought to you by Tim L. Um, 
the only thing I want to add is uh, Tim is a guy I work with. Oh, okay. One of the most upstanding people I think I've worked with in 26 years where I work. Uh, not only that, he's actually one of the guys who enjoys getting things done. <laughs> you know I mean, he doesn't go out of his way. Yeah, yeah. That. He like doesn't go out of his way to shop on Amazon all day. You know what I mean? He actually does stuff. And I love it because when I ask him a question and he doesn't know, I see him get giddy to try to figure stuff out. So thank you for the support at work and in Patreon, Tim. And if you would like to support this show via Patreon, it's super easy. Links in the notes to patreon.com slash mini PC show. Um, uh, Rich, how is your streaming and posting going? Uh, good, good. Yeah, I'm Flying Rich almost everywhere. FlyingRich.com, YouTube.com slash Flying Rich. Uh, I even have Flying Rich on MySpace, but I can't remember my password. Uh, but Locals and, you know, you name it, I'm there. So uh, mainly YouTube. I, I do a bunch of shows on YouTube. Very cool, very cool. Uh, and I'll say to the listener out there, uh, if you have any emails, don't forget minipc at pos.com. If you have a conference and event, that you think would be interesting to go to, do not hesitate to shoot me an email. Um, uh, this might tickle your fancy, Rich. Um, March, uh, Russ Winter, the techie geek, pinged me and said, hey, Dor, I'm going to be at a show in Timonium Fairgrounds, which is like 20 minutes from my house. Oh, no way. Yeah. I said, and then he's like, do you want to show up? I said, yes. He said, well, don't worry about the entry fee. I'll pay your way. I'm like, okay, whatever. I go there, and it turned out to be an antique arms show. No way. Very yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So I saw stuff I had no idea, learned stuff I didn't know kind of thing. And I got to hang out with a really cool guy. So that was a hell of a good day. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So if you listener have places to hang out, let me know. Uh, I still know Greg who lives not far from me. We have to just, I just, I just need to dedicate a day and we can go to a brewery and enjoy a beer. Um, And Swift is in Baltimore. I got to find, uh, I got to just, you know, muscle up and just go into Baltimore. Because, you know, I avoid cities. Because, you know, cities. Oh, uh, the harbor, it's real nice. Um, it used to be, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so during the email. Yeah, yeah, during the bright daylight. Um, so if you want to send us an email, super easy, minipc at pons.com. I want to thank Red, Brian, and Charles, everyone, for coming out to the live show. Again, if you want to catch us live, super easy. You can just follow us on YouTube. That's the easiest way because we always stream to YouTube. And the reason I always stream to YouTube is if I have a catastrophic audio failure here, YouTube is my immediate backup for audio. So I always stream to YouTube. Uh, or you can follow us on Facebook or on Twitter. We do post there as well. Um, and I hope to talk to everyone again really soon. Rich, take it easy. Um, so no, no show next week. Okay. All right, guys. Take it easy. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is everyday tech for everyday people. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen, and let us know what you think.